What's up, everyone, and welcome to Save the Game Media's review discussion and spoiler cast for Alan Wake 2. My name is Kevin. I'll be the host as we go through the dark place in this in this evening's proceedings. I'm joined by uh, one of the co-hosts from No Limits, a PlayStation podcast. Sam, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm very excited and also just a tad bit confused. Mm, I mean, you played a remedy game, so you should be feeling that way. Goes without saying. I will say, makes way more sense than control. If you ask me to this day mm. what happened in control, I don't, I don't know. I got no idea. I threw some things with my mind, but we're joined by a special guest here, making her uh, debut over here on Save the Game Media. She's never been over on the channel, even though we've collaborated before. Liv from Between Two Gamers, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I am great. I'm excited to have you on for the first time. I, I we, The way it happened was you and me were talking about Alan Wake 2, and then we I, I heard you talk about Quantum Break and other Remedy games. It's like, you know what? I got time. I'll just invite her over, and then we can have this... Alan Wake 2 discussion in person because we were filling up the other uh, Discord we were in with the spoilers, quote, spoilers. Oh, man, I'm very excited to talk about this. None of my friends are playing this game. Nobody I talk to on a regular basis gives a crap about anything Remedy. So I, if anyone wants to have an intellectual conversation with me about Remedy games, I'm here for it. That's great to hear. Well, uh, guys, as I was saying, this will be, we're going to start non-spoiler, and then I will give a clear indication when we go into full spoilers, which will probably be the majority of the show, but I want to start with our overall thoughts. So uh, I'm going to kick it over to Sam. What are your overall thoughts on Alan Wake 2? Oh, oh, what a, what a burden to bear going first. Um, I think... I think Alan Wake 2 is a very special game um, for a number of reasons. I think I, I've been I've been tossing and turning with this over the past few days since beating it, and I think objectively it's the best Remedy game. Mm -hmm. That being said, I do think just because of the vibe and the, the the sort of toys that you get to play with, I do think I prefer Control still. Mm. Um, but I, I can still say that Alan Wake 2 is definitively the better game. Um, there's a lot that I could say right now that I am chomping at the bit to get to, uh, but that's all spoilers. Um, I think it's one of the best surprises I've ever had playing a game. I had mid to high expectations. Um, I'm a big fan of Remedy. I loved Control. I like, loved, loved, loved Control. Um, played Alan Wake when it first came out. Liked it, didn't love it. Um, and, you know, I saw the previews for this game and it was getting like, this is better than Control. It's a 10 out of 10. I thought, well, worth checking out and I might be jumping the gun here um it's almost certainly going to be my game of the year so um I have mm. very high praise for Alan Wake 2 that you know Sam I've I've heard you talk about overall no limits after you did Spider-Man you were like I think this is my game of the year and now it seems like it's between content. the two but I think yep. that the stuff that Alan Wake 2 does I have just never seen done before um mm. So I think I have to give it 
to Alan Wake at the end of the day. As much as I really want to root for Spider-Man, Alan Wake 2 just does some real cool stuff. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited to dive deeper into this with you. But Liv, what are your overall thoughts on Alan Wake 2 before we go any further? Going into this year, this was my most anticipated game because I am a huge fan of Remedy Entertainment. I Control is one of my favorite games of all time, and I recommend it to anyone. It's just so out there and different and interesting. I loved Quantum Break, and I, Quantum Break walked so Control could run. And now as they have gone through and connected like all these stories i was just like i know that this is like i i need this i need this and i'm going away very shortly so i only had like a week and a half to like binge play this because i knew if i went away i was just gonna be thinking about it so i really cranked it out and going into this year i i I don't play spider-man i don't care for the superhero games so i think that alan wake 2 was going to be my game of the year then i played Baldur's gate and i was like oh good but and i played that for a month and a half and then alan wake came out and i just i just love what they do i think sam lake is a genius so i'm with sam where alan wake 2 is my game of the year but baldur's gate 3 is just like right there like if if they've released in different years they probably would have been my game of the year for each respective Mm -hmm. year it's you know what's funny is we're each talking about the games that Alan Wake 2, well, you guys are right now, but Alan Wake 2 has displaced for your game of the year. And I'm going to continue that trend because my game of the year has been up in the air. All right. I don't know what my game of the year was before Alan Wake 2 came out because I'm sitting here. I'm like, is it Starfield? Is it Sea of Stars? Is it something else? Like racking my brain. Is it Trails to Azure, which I played way back when? Like there were a lot of contenders in my man, in my mind. And then I played Alan Wake 2. And I'm like, I think this is by far like the clear front runner for my game of the year at the moment. I have never, I can't remember the last time I was so engrossed with a game like i wanted to walk around all the areas like find optional content find optional documents and read things instead of like oh this probably isn't important instead i'm clicking over here like what's this sign say and then i'm reading all the text i fell in love with what remedy was doing here and i really liked it. i've always liked alan wake i played alan wake remastered last year when i was uh, when i had uh when i was sick and i loved it I disagreed with everyone said the gameplay didn't hold up. I thought the gameplay was great. And in some aspects, we'll talk about it. I might like the gameplay of the first one a little more than Alan Wake 2. And that might be controversial, but. I would say it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I found the, I found, we, we'll talk about it, but I found the gameplay in Alan Wake 2 pretty difficult uh, for like the shooting and everything. Like it, it didn't mm-hmm. click with me as much. Um, but I just loved the story, the world, the characters. Oh my God, the characters that they built in. And there's so many ways that Remedy enhanced the experience, the overall experience, even if I don't think the gunplay was as, as good as the, as the first one. Uh, this is clearly the, the best game. And I'm with Sam. Um, I think gameplay-wise, Control does play better, like, throwing stuff with your mind and all. I think that is a much more fluid combat system, but that's not what they were going for here. So I love this game. We're all in agreement. This game is a phenomenal game of the year contender worthy. So let's talk about the actual gameplay. And I want to start with the gunplay, which I've kind of been lukewarm. And I say that guys, because I don't know how I feel about the transition from action adventure to survival horror. And what I mean by that is this game 
I, I felt the lack of resources. And at a certain point, I was like, I think I'm just bad. Like, do enemies take a lot of bullets or am I just really bad at aiming? I guess it depends on the enemy, doesn't it? I, I I guess, but like at a certain point, I did switch the I lowered the difficulty, and then enemies were dropping too easy, and I was like, I feel like mm. there's a there's a in between spot between one shot kills, and then like I'm putting six in their head, and they're like, yeah, what's up? Come at me. Yeah, so. yeah. I I tried playing on normal. I always try a game on normal, and if it gives me the option to bump it down, I will bump it down. So after the first boss fight, I said I can't. I'm not signing up mm. to do this 20 times in a row. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bump it down. So I did appreciate that that was an option because in control there's no option for that. Which oh, one of the boss fights in control, I really would have liked to bump down <laughs> the difficulty. But I'm someone that plays the game. Furry always would give me, Furry's my co-host from Between Two Gamers, and he always complains to me that I'm there just for the story and I don't really care about the gameplay, which, like, I know that it's supposed to be a survival horror, you could say some of the enemies were a little bullet spongy, but, mm -hmm. like, I just kind of want to get to the next narrative beat, like, I'm not there to really sit there and, like, maneuver around, I kind of just want to hit you twice and then move on. I'm there, I think Alan Wake's story is phenomenal, that was, mm -hmm. you said the first game had better gameplay i just found myself evading everyone because i didn't want to deal with them i just kind of wanted to know what was going on Ooh. yeah there's a they will keep coming in the first game i'm not so sure about this one if there's like a, an endless wave of enemies i feel like I survival don't think really so. do i don't that. believe so i don't believe there's oh. an endless wave of enemies in 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 this game yeah, um first one Oof. <laughs> so one of one of my big complaints and sam you can jump in after this was i don't like the dodge in this game I, f I felt like it was clunky and never put enough distance. Like I would dodge and then I'd still get hit or I don't know. I, it just, it didn't click with me. I, I, it's fine. It's a competent third person shooter, but it's not like I'm never going to recommend someone as like, this is the, the grail of third person combat. Interesting. I, I would agree. I don't think it's trying to be um, an excellent third person shooter necessarily. Um, so, fun story. Since finishing Alan Wake 2 and platinum it, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm in the remedy mood. I want to give the first one another chance. I have since gone back, played through Remastered, also got the platinum on that. Nice. And I think the thing with Alan Wake 1, I get your point about maybe liking the combat more or, or the gameplay more. The issue for me is that Alan Wake 1 tried to do both it tried to have the more actiony set pc type moments mm -hmm. and tried to do the horror and because it tried to do both it didn't do either very well i don't think it's definitely not scary the first one has no, no. horror elements no. it's a thriller so, i would say <laughs> yeah exactly so for i think it made sense for remedy to double down on one of those two things and i think that differentiate itself from something like control which is very good action they made the right choice particularly with the subject mm -hmm. material and sort of what the, the whole thing is about thematically to go in the survival horror route i think also something that helped for me in appreciating the combat is and i compared this with uh taylor and brie on no limits it helps i think that i played through uh re2 remake not that long ago in the grand scheme of things. I think it is very similar. 
um, mm, okay. resource management, that kind of uh, third person perspective, just over the shoulder, um, always feeling low on resources, that kind of thing. Um, I, I will agree with you that the dodge is, it feels clunky, but I can't say that I ever had an issue successfully executing it after like the first yeah. few tries. Um, could, so it's, it's, it's obviously bad. just a you problem. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's that. a me problem. It's fine. At, at a certain point, I just stopped trying to dodge and like, I would just mm. hit them. Like I'd get hit if I couldn't kill them first before they got to me. And then I would just bust out like the flare and be like, everyone's going to leave me alone now while I like heal. And I, I just didn't care. I didn't, but I worked around these things. All right. We, we find solutions, but um, I gotta know, guys. So you play as two different characters in Alan Wake 2. And this isn't spoilers. This is all in the trailers, okay? So you play as Saga Anderson, the FBI agent, and you play as Alan Wake. And I think each character has a very distinct gameplay style. And that goes down to, like, what you're actually doing when you're playing as each character. And then also uh, the mind palace versus the plot board, right? Two very integral things to each character. Um so I want to talk about those next, but I got to know which campaign did you prefer, Saga or Alan? Mm. This is tough. This is tough. I wrapped up Sagas before I finished Alan Wakes, so that was my experience, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure. I found Saga's character to be very compelling, and I would say that I think I enjoyed her parts more because it was so closely connected to the first game like you get to see characters interact with them mm -hmm. from the first game but alan's was so like where you play in the dark place was so beautifully done like it's like aesthetically it was so beautiful and that's where i feel like the true horror of the game was was in his i didn't find aside from one specific chapter with saga i didn't find her story that scary compared mm -hmm. to alan's so I feel like if I break it into two different like categories, it's probably cheating. But I think I did. I would say I enjoyed sagas a little more. Okay, that's fair. Sam, I have a similarly splintered perspective. I think, interestingly, I preferred sagas in terms of the gameplay, but the narrative and the ex the experience, um, I way preferred Alan. Um, and that's for a multitude of reasons, both spoilery and non-spoilery. I just think that the tools that Saga has available to her in terms of the weapon you can find and stuff like that is more interesting and a bit more varied. Um, but there are certain sections of Alan's narrative, both obvious and not, that I think are leaps and bounds above anything that you do on Saga's side. So I think that's how I'd split it. I, I love them both, mm -hmm. but for very different reasons. Yeah, I was going in, I was a little wary that I wouldn't like Saga um, just because I like it's Alan Wake. I want to play as Alan Wake. And for the few first few chapters, I was like, OK, this is a little little. I found the first chapter of Saga a little slow, personally. I was like, when do we get to Alan Wake, the character whose name is on the game, right? I was waiting for him to show up. Um, so I would actually agree with Sam, though. Overall, I think Saga's gameplay 
is better. The different variety of weapons, the exploring of the environments I like a lot more, but the narrative in and moments that stick with me are all from Alan's side of the story. Like his campaign is much more memorable in my brain. It has the the more interesting plot. Like whenever I had to switch off Alan, I was kind of sad because I was like, I want to continue and see what's going on, but I also want to keep them like kind of even where I am. So like nothing gets spoiled. And and I, I think they kind of do a good job balancing that. So, like if you got mm -hmm. ahead, it didn't really spoil all that much for you. Um, Mind Palace versus Plot Board. So these are two things that each character has unique to them, right? And they're kind of, they're similar, but they're not. Though I think the Plot Board, and you guys can let me know, I think that's cool, but at a certain point, very annoying and very frustrating. It led to me, and for anyone that doesn't know, when you're in Alan's story, you get these plot points that he has to use to change the scene that he's in. Um, and this often led to me like not knowing where to go, not nor knowing what plot point to use at what scene. I just felt like I was lost more often than not. And there's a good there's a good portion of me on stream at Extra Life when I finished this game running around for 15 minutes being like, where do I go? And it turns out I just missed a door that like when I changed something like th there was just now a, like a, a staircase there. And I'm like, has this been here the whole time? If I rewind, yeah. So, so I felt that was a, got a little cumbersome. Meanwhile, Saga's Mind Palace, which is kind of just used so you know what's going on in the story, is how I felt. It's like, okay, here's the new clue that we got for this case, or here's new information about this person. It's interesting. It helps you certainly keep track of everything that's going on. But I got a little bored with it after a while um until a certain part and then it gets interesting again but there there were times where i was like i don't really want to hit the back button and put someone's picture up just to like get out of it i'm gonna let these accumulate for a little bit what yeah what are we feeling yeah i mean I, I i would probably concur there i think the plot board is again like alan's side of things more interesting conceptually um, and it is quite novel the first few times you do it, but I did end up ultimately whenever I get a new scene on the plot board, just going through the different ones until I found the one that mm -hmm. was right. And I that's technically what you're supposed to do, but I wasn't investigating each one. I was like, okay, this one doesn't seem to have affected all that much. Okay. Well, when I go to this one, Alan says something. So it's probably this one. Um, and I, that felt a bit less natural to me. Um, than I would have liked. Um, but then I also agree that the Mind Palace is kind of superficial up until mm -hmm. like near the end for various reasons. Um, but I like detective games and stuff. So even if it, even though it was superficial, I still kind I, I don't know, I always liked just seeing that red thread get connected between all the different things. I was like, I need to fill out every single gap on this board before I continue. I need to make sure I've got everything sorted. I did. It, it just reminded. Oh, I I didn't get anywhere near everything sorted. Um, mm. essentially at the end where some says for later, and I'm like, but the game's over. What do you mean for later? Which <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused about. Um, I just felt like Charlie Day from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and that one I'm sorry, he's like, yeah, you, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, Liv, what are your thoughts on these? I also like detective games. I this game was very puzzle heavy, and that is 
Not really. I mean, Control has a... Does Control really have puzzles? This felt pretty different. This felt like a new... Mm, not like this. Entry. Yeah, this looked very... Like, even to the point where I started doing algebra to open a stash. I was doing system of equations to find out how many tires were on a truck. And I was oh, like, oh, I didn't. I must have not opened that one. Okay, so for sagas, there is um, I for I don't know when in the game it was pretty late, and there is these cult stashes that you can do, and most yeah, of the yeah. time it's like look for a symbol. This one had a math equation on it, and it was like there are this many trucks and this many bikes, and there's this many total vehicles. How many? trucks are there or if there are this many wheels and you have to do a systems of equation like thing and i went and got a notebook and i was like i haven't done this since the 11th grade really so it's been like a couple a handful of years it was like you gotta be kidding me so i like texted my friend who's a teacher and i was like i'm doing a math problem right now in a video game like oh, this is crazy and then, and then i figured it out but it took like i actually paused the game and sat down and did this and i was like wow that i did use this in life one time it took about 10 years, but I finally did it. So <laughs> the only math stash I remember is that one where it's like rock, rock, tree. And then it just has like mm. two plus two, seven minus one. And you just have to look up easy. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to say it's in the Valhalla nursing home. If you got the bolt cutters and went to the back and went like the big loop around, I think it's uh, that I way. didn't go there. Well, did you not pick up the bolt? You have I to. did. I just didn't go look for the stat. Like, I didn't go look. Uh, and, uh, like, you know? <laughs> there's like a whole. Yeah. There's, so. there's also a bolt cutters in like the trailer park area that mm -hmm. I didn't go. And like, I remembered it. And then I like beat the game. I was like, I forgot to go back there. Cause I like, I had it in my brain. I was like, I need the bolt cutters. And then I just never did it. You only get so, a charm for that one, though. So you didn't miss too much. I missed so many charms. I I found, I think it said 8% of charms, but I found like almost all the cult stashes and all that stuff. I was like, where are these mm. charms? <laughs> well, we're going to talk about the side content yeah, yeah. after the so, Mind Palace and Bloodboard. Yeah. I Sorry for getting off. On You're a fine. Um, I do like the detective points. It helped me formulate my own theories. Like Saga at one point, like she has like a surface level and coming in from playing, I had this past summer, I did a Remedy playthrough just to like, make sure I had the most knowledge going into this game. And she's like talking about stuff. And I was like, girl, you don't even know. Like you're, I am, I know so much more than you want like right now. And then she like catches you up to speed. So it was fun to like, for me to fill in the pieces. Mm. I thought Alan's plot board was really cool. Just mm. to have the, the scenes change like that. I would, what I would do it, early on, I, towards the end of the game, I was just like, I need to, I want to, I just want to finish it. But Early on, I would solve the puzzle that I was like, well, what if I go back to all the locations and I do the one that's wrong and just see if I could pick anything up, which you could pick some stuff up and everything. Mm -hmm. So that took some that took some time. But towards the end, I was like, I'm on a mission. I'm like, I got to finish this. Yeah, so, I, I think a lot of players have that. Yeah, new game plus mode, though, when that comes out, which is confirmed, I will go and do everything at a more, much slower pace. I would say that I agree. I liked both of them pretty equally, but I think Alan's was so unique. In general, like mm. I haven't played anything like that, so I thought mm, I'll give that true. the upper hand. I just think that was so cool, and it will probably influence some sort of game in the future for changing the scenes on the spot. Alan Wake Three, baby. Um, well, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's talk about side content before we end the get into the spoilers. So uh, the side content here, I put collectibles because there is a handful of collectibles for each character. Um, 
saga, you got the the lunch boxes, which let me tell you, playing an extra life over the weekend in front of other people. And then they're like, what's that? I was like, oh, that's a lunchbox. I got collect. They're like, why? And I was like, I can't really explain it to you. Like nothing I can say is going to make sense to you, but you collect Alex Casey lunchboxes and you get little scraps to upgrade your weapons. And then Alan has words of power, which will give you an upgrade. If you find them shine the flashlight on them. Other than that, there's uh, nursery rhymes and the stashes, right? Is there anything else I forgot in terms of collectibles and side stuff to do? The charms. Well, then you get the charm. Well. You get the charms from the nursery rhymes, unless there's charms just out there. Hold, hold up, everyone! I found a lot of nursery rhymes, and I have like zero charms. Do you have to pick them? Does you have to solve the. No, you got to solve <laughs> no, the nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah. So where's the charm? So you have so to look most, in the area. Most of the time, the nursery rhyme that you solve, in mm -hmm. in a way, comes to life somewhere in the environment nearby. Mm-hmm. And in that location, you then find a little box with a charm in it. Like, like one I of the solved probably like seventy percent of the nursery <laughs> rhymes and got eight percent of the charms. Are you kidding me? No, I was yes. so blown away by that stat at the end. I was like, wow, I didn't find any of them. But I'm pissed at myself because when I do new game plus mode, I'm gonna go back. I don't even have to solve the puzzle. I just have to go find the stupid little box. It's funny because like one of the first ones I solved for the nursery rhymes was about a wolf and then a wolf attacks you and you kill the yeah. wolf and the heat and the wolf has the charm. But then mm -hmm. like another one and this one took me forever to find was by the the lighthouse and I solved that and I was like what changed and it turns out it was like oh there's a boat down by the shore that like how would I ever know that but like that's where it was because I went over that way I was like <laughs> oh it's a charm over here look at that. I was really struggling to understand why I was doing all these nursery rhymes because I was getting no rewards. And now it's- Oh, you were. Pick them up. <laughs> Just didn't get yeah. Some of the chars are helpful too. Like I like the chars. They, they made things mm -hmm. a lot easier. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nursery rhymes are, are, they're not overly complicated. I think if you, as long as you find the dolls, I think they become pretty self-explanatory because like most of the time they kind of spell out, like just put the doll on the picture, then you'll get a charm um stashes i think there's a few stashes where i'm like i have no idea how i'm supposed to open this like where the the key is or where the like what the combo is then there's some other ones that's pretty self-explanatory um yeah i like the collectibles they they added to the they made the world feel more lived in the nursery rhymes are weird but i feel like it works because alan wake and the alex casey lunchboxes obviously work because alex casey is a character in the game and i was like that's cool I will say, non-spoilery, having platinumed the game, obviously I managed to find everything. Mm -hmm. um, the nursery rhymes are very interesting. There is more going on there. I mean, obviously, obviously for Liv, there's, there's more going on. Um, I'm really like so angry right now. I'm trying to even more than you think, Kevin. Well, um, do, I'm, I'm, you solve them all, and then you can go somewhere, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. And oh. there's something to, to learn and find. Yes. There. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought because I was I kept going to that place and I was like, I can't get in here. Mm. It has to be something with all this, like because there is one by that location. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> new game plus. New game plus. Yeah, I know. I know. I gotta wait. 
Um, I like Saga, how you can find different weapons. That was, and it was never like overly hard to find them. I think the one that frustrated me the most, I don't know why, it was the, um, was it the, the, the shotgun in the sheriff's station? For some reason, like, you just go and read the little note on the computer. For some reason, I could not figure out what the note meant. I was like, I like, there's numbers. I I trying, but it didn't click with me. Everything else I thought was, but like the the cross the the crossbow, which was like one of my favorite weapons. I like loved that, it. Yeah. yeah, that was easy to get it. Um, anything else before we get into spoilers? I feel like we're all. I feel like we've covered the non-spoilery bits. Go do go it. do the nursery rhymes, okay? So this is your warning. We're going to start spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. We are now in the spoiler section. Where do you guys want to start? So I put the ending first because I want to know how do we feel about the ending? Because I might have a controversial opinion. Oh. You want to, how do you feel about the ending, Sam? Um, I don't know. I, I love it. Um, okay. I'm, I, like and you can talk about what the ending is i didn't introduce sure. it but so um well <laughs> how does one explain it um essentially saga and, and alan collaborate together to mm-hmm. try and write an end to the story um and saga uses the bullet of light that is given to her we revealed that it's revealed to be a given by Alice, who is not dead. She uses that to shoot Alan Mm -hmm. slash maybe also Scratch, killing him. And then uh, Casey is like free from the the dark presence. And uh, then Saga phones Logan, her daughter, and the, the screen cuts to black before the phone gets picked up or rings out we don't get the answer mm-hmm. um now to, to 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 sort of give a bit of context i really like any art whether it's a show a film a game a book that challenges me and actually makes me come up with ideas rather than giving me a, a whole thing tied up with a bow um and that's naturally what remedy do anyway with most of their, their projects but as an example, I love the film Inception. Me too. Um, and this ending reminded me completely of Inception, um, almost down to a T because it revolves around children um, and is something going one way or another way and we don't get the answer. Um, I love the cliffhanger there. I love it here. Um, I think that there is just enough breadcrumbs either way to suggest that either answer um, or conclusion is correct. Whether that gets answered in the DLC that's coming or not, I don't know. But I think I don't know what other place they could have ended this story on um, that I would have been like, "That's nice," you know, because I don't want a nice ending. Oh, okay. You want Alan to suffer? Well, that's not what I mean. I just I don't want a nice, pretty, everyone's happy walking off into the sunset ending because that's not what this is about. So to leave it where everybody is basically in limbo still, um, you know, there there have been some winds getting towards this conclusion, and then 
just as things are like about to breach the surface and everything's about to be potentially great again. Casey's free, maybe the daughter's alive again. Is Alan dead slash freed? It was I'm left wanting more, and that's the best place to be. Yes. And we will get it, because as you alluded to, there's DLC, and one of which is supposed to be about the people in Alan's life, which is interesting to me. I feel like it's going to be maybe a little more towards... It's supposed to be like an episode of Night Springs, which essentially is what Amer Alan Wake's American Nightmare was. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I'm kind of unsure if it's going to be like a failed attempt or like previously on Alan Wake. This is what everyone's been doing for 13 years because there wasn't Barry Wheeler really at all except for some emails. And I feel like I thought that he was going to have a bigger role. I think that Alice will have a bigger role as you saw the little bit of an epilogue at the end. So I think that that's possibly what that one DLC is about. Then the second DLC, the Lake House, which is supposed to be about the control lookout point or not control but the foundation uh the, the bureau of control, bureau of control yeah, yeah that they've lost contact with four years ago and it's supposed to wrap up saga and alan's story they're, they're supposed to come back together so i think like we will see some resolution for i feel like it's gonna be saga res like resolution and then i think alan's will still be like and that's gonna set up control too just similar yeah, to that's how what the I was control, say. yeah similar to the control awe dlc setting up alan wake too so I think we will get something. I think Alan Wake 2 is going to have a third because if you look, there's multiple points. Uh, stop me at any point if, you, if I'm no, rambling. keep going, keep going. So if you played Quantum Break, it has three titles, Departure, mm -hmm. Initiation, Return. Return. I think Alan Wake 2 is Initiation. And yep. I think Alan Wake 3 will be returned. So I think that this has been teased over a decade ago, clearly. And I think this was just like the middle novel of the trilogy. Well, he, he, so I, 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 I was with you until a certain point. Because I think Initiation and Return are both in here. And that's by the chapter titles. You have Return 7, Return. So it seems they've covered that. And, and the reason I say that is Alice in her... And, and I'll just give my thought. So the ending for me, okay, I, w I was pretty heartbroken when it said Alice killed herself, like in the in that chapter. Mm -hmm. I was pretty, I was like, she got out and then she killed herself because of Alan. And not that he did it, on, he didn't know, but uh, it was it was pretty heartbroken. And, and I remember I was streaming Extra Life. It was like 2 a.m. Captain Logan was watching me and he wasn't watching. He, like, he was in the chat, but he heard me say, oh, shit. And then he looked back and read that and he hasn't played any of them. And he's like, I wouldn't have been soiled if you didn't say that. And I was like, well, I was just so taken aback by what I just read. Mm -hmm. So the fact that the post credit scene is Alice being like, I'm not actually dead. I just had to like make Alan feel that way. So he would fix return. And now he needs to go past return and write Ascension. Right? So I think the next game would be him writing ascension or whatever They're like i don't know if i call it ascension but that is essentially how i'm feeling uh, about what the, where alan's gonna go after whatever happens in that con control dlc right um i don't like that i don't know if logan isn't dead 
And the same, you're over here, it's like a, a cliffhanger. When it cut to black, I put my controller down. Everyone looked at me and they're like, oh, you beat it. The credits are rolling. I'm like, yep. And they're like, did you I like it? I'm like, it. yeah, I'm like, well, I, I don't, yeah, I don't feel like complete. I don't feel like I, I have had a satisfying resolution because I need, need to know. Like that was the most intriguing thing. Like Saga is doing all this to get Alan to rewrite the story and save Lo. Like I wanted closure and maybe we'll get it. But right now, I don't have closure about Logan, especially like when you when she calls David and he's like, you killed our daughter. Don't ever talk to me again. I was like, this is horrible. Like, Alan, you why did you do this? To the, like, I understand like you had you needed a hero, but like you've ruined these people's lives if you don't make this right. So the, the ending didn't really feel fill me with that much like satisfaction. Um, I'm waiting for the. I'm excited for the DLCs. Hopefully, they can give me that. Um, and then we also have another uh, post credit scene, right, where Alan like sits up after being shot. So, like, is it Scratch? Is it Alan? Does he remember what happened? Is he now stuck in that loop of initiation and return again? Hopefully not. Hopefully, Scratch is like taken care of. Um, but there's just so many questions and not enough answers. And, and that's what good. Remedy does to me. But he does say, you, you just said loop. He does say it's not a loop. It's not a loop. It's a spiral. It's a spiral. I, yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yes. So he's going <laughs> further. Like a, a spiral goes further down instead of mm -hmm. around in a circle. So like, that's yeah. uh, so how I, and <laughs> people are going to think we're talking absolute gibberish. All right. But like the whole premise of Alan Wake 2, right? is like, he's been doing this over and over and over again. And he's finally found a way through the help of like Alice and, and others and Saga now to like not keep doing it over until he realizes like, oh, it's a spiral. Like, so he's been going through the layers and layers and layers, but it's not just a circle. It's actually been getting him deeper to the point he needs. Right. Am I crazy? Does this make sense to any of you? The like spiral it. thing makes sense to me because you can, you can't, if you're, because it shows Okay, I drew a picture. I don't know if I could share my screen. But, <laughs> but okay. Yeah, you so, can share your screen. Okay. Okay. So what I'll I'll try to do it with words first. So a loop, it's just one way, but the spiral, yeah. it goes and it goes and goes. Yeah, he's getting to the there's center. Over, there's overlaps in the game where they talk. And depending on where you are in the story, your character, if you've played it as the second time they'll be like i've already had this conversation with them or it's it's you're experiencing it so if you were to draw a line through the spiral hold on, can i uh entire screen this one okay so if you were to draw can you see my screen right now yeah yeah okay so you these are the overlaps so all of the stuff in the spiral you could draw a line through it and you're experiencing all different layers of the spiral so this, do you, do you following my theory? Like there are overlaps. So you have to like get to the central point of it because everything's happening at this simultaneously and not just at the one time. Does that make sense? Sort not of. really. Sort of. I get what you're going for. And I think the point that might emphasize that is Alan like getting out of the dark place, but not at that time, right? Like, so he... He got out at an earlier point. Yeah, before like everyone knew what was going on. But everyone needs to be 
I just hmm. like, oh, I, I don't know how to describe it. It makes sense. To, like, everyone was like, what does, it's not a lake, it's an ocean. And to me, that meant that, like, the lake seemingly has a bottom. No one really knows where the bottom of the ocean is. Can we ever get there? So he's sinking deeper and deeper and deeper. Then he thinks it's a loop. And in the loop, you're doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then they well, that's what Saga the says too. Like when you're doing the overlaps, like it's a yeah. loop in the overlaps, like the boss fights. It's but it's not actually a loop. Is what Alan says, right? Yeah, it's like PT if if the Kojima thing, right? Where you're going through mm. the same corridor over and over again, but it's actually changing each time. Yeah. So like Liv is saying, it looks like it's the same thing. You're at the same point, but you're actually a layer down. And you're just going further and further, and there's crossover. But like, I I was thinking about this. I I feel like there's something else to this spiral, like specifically I'm saying sure. it's a spiral. Because like, obviously, in the, the the care home, you've got the spiral on the writer's room door. Mm-hmm. You have this is this is a bit of a, of a stretch. When you change reality between Saga and Alan, the the thing, the like loading screen yeah. is the whirlpool vortex of Gordon mm-hmm. Lake. Which spins. Right? So that's spiral pulling you down to the, the bottom of the lake. Then, Maybe. because I, I said I finished Alan Wake Remastered, I also then restarted Control in the it's Ocean the View door. Motel in Control. Yeah one of the hotel doors had and even oh we're losing him there's oh, something no. about it another spiral in control is polaris which is the telepathic entity that's speaking to jesse throughout the game uh-huh. it's depicted as a spiral it's spinning in a circle going down. I don't know what that means, but I feel like it's something. It's I because be something. Polaris was yeah. like connected to the slideshow projector in control, and the slideshow projector allowed people to access different dimensions, which is essentially what Mr. Door can do. Yep. So it's like there's some connections and- here that I just. We don't know. If you yet, I don't think. Listen, if uh, w- I know we said this is the Alan Wake 2 spoiler cast, but this is also going to spoilers for anything up to this point. Sure. Control is fair yeah. game. Okay. Um, in the Control Alan Wake DLC, right? You see, you see a pretty similar interaction between Alan and Zane that you see in Alan Wake 2. So, like, is that an interaction that happened in a previous? Like spiral, like Alan, like one of his previous attempts to do initiation and return or initiation. Sorry, but you, you get what I was like, because was that the moment? No, it couldn't have been the moment because he gets upset. He's like, you've seen scratch. So like, I feel like Zayn know, knew what was going on the whole time and just didn't care anymore. He was like, we're, we're just going to make this. So like, but Jesse's there. Jesse sees it in control mm-hmm. and she's, she's been written into the story now. So I need to know how that connects. It's a whole thing. It's, it's a spiral. 
Let's We're going mad there. along with Alan. Yes, that's, yes, that's yes. What's going on? Let's uh, let's let's talk about the the main chapters because I don't think we'll we'll really know the full picture until Remedy wants us to to know. And even then, I'm I'm doubtful that I'll well have the mental capacity. Um, so it starts off return zero prologue. Uh, I think it's a great opening, and we don't like I said we're not gonna go. We don't need to go chapter by chapter unless you guys want to. But return return zero. You you start off as as Nightingale, butt ass naked, running through the woods, and then you get murdered by a, a cult. And great opening got me immediately hooked. I was like, I'm in for Alan Wake too. This is the tone we're set. Let's go. Yeah, I was 100%. throw. I was like, "Why am I playing as a naked man?" Like this was not advertised. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they didn't say we had three characters. That was my lame joke. Um, and then Saga arrives with Casey in in Bright Falls, and immediately I was like, "Alex Casey, oh my god! Like I know him. Like <laughs> you, you, no, no, Sam, not a. It's just no. It's it's not that I don't like it. It's just that." I have to commend Sam Lake, you know? He's a genius. He is. Like, I, there's been, like, a thing going around that he's, like, the Kojima of the West, and I, I think that that is perfectly apt. Yeah, I don't, I don't like Kojima's really... games, but that's how I feel. Like, he's an auteur. Like, he's earned that status yes. for me. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And just does really weird things, and it clicks with a lot of people, and sometimes it just really doesn't. But I think Sam mm -hmm. Lake is perfecting it where it's clicking with more and more people each time he does it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, then we get our introduction to Saga. Um, they're here to do the investigation around this this murder. And this is where we introduce all the mechanics we already talked about in Mind Palace, her exploring everything. Um, she discovers it's a cult. And then they go do the autopsy. And this is where we get the shadow nightingale right he messes everyone up at the at the police station uh and tim breaker um who, which is definitely an easter egg for quantum break i don't care what anyone says i agree it's in the name like you can't put the word like come on remedy um and just some of the stuff he says throughout the game where he's like he he gets taken in that like he he gets zapped away to the dark place before he gives saga a, a page which we'll talk about later because there's some stuff to talk about with that but when you're when you find him in the dark place and i don't know i assume you guys found him humming all the time mm -hmm. yeah one of them he's like i'm having these really vivid dreams of different lives where i can like do i'm like dude is telling me he's in quantum break just it's a it's a dream in this world like you can't remedy just buy the rights back let's get it full circle i want a quantum break too so bad. so bad um this this chapter was slow for me as i said and this is like that you're this is kind of your um tutorial area right and then i think return to uh the heart is kind of also a tutorial where you kind of are like okay this is how the thing's gonna go you're gonna have an investigation and then you're going to find how to get into the overlap right and the overlap is uh, we're, we go into by shoving a heart into a tree because that makes sense. Uh, and then well, we I mean, kill Nightingale. It's, it's Barbara, it's Barbara, Barbara Jagged. I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. The hole in a hole in her chest, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, the witch, the witch, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I, I was like, it's, it's creative, <laughs> creatively, visually like it. In terms of like realism, if I was an FBI agent, I'd be like, this, "What the hell am I doing here?" I'm right? out of here. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out sending someone else. 
Um, anything from those chapters you guys want to discuss, or should we get to the the fun stuff? That was a fine tutorial. I think the main complaint that I've seen most people have is that the opening chapters for both characters were slow. But I mean, like, I knew that I I trusted this team with this game, so mm-hmm. I didn't mind it at all. But I know that a lot of people thought it was a slow opening. Yeah, it, I think it, I, I, think I felt that way. I think it's slow, but it does a very good job of setting tone and atmosphere. Um, I think that just in general, the rest of the game wouldn't be quite as effective and gripping if it wasn't just very slowly luring you in with mm-hmm. um, all the stuff in the first few chapters. So, but I get the complaints. At the at the end of of this chapter, right? Um, Alan Wake washes up on the shore after after she kills Nightingale, and I'm like, Alan's here. Let's go. He's free. He's it's time to roll. And then you get to play as Alan, but he's in the dark place. And and I was like, okay, we're doing flashbacks. All right, he's gonna tell us his story from his perspective while at the police station. This is okay. This is creative. Like we're filling in the gaps. Uh, and then we're on a talk show with Mister Door, and I'm like what's what's going on um we tr- we try to escape the studio and then we end up back in the studio but this time it's it's a little different and let's talk about um we we well we're, we're not there yet but i want to talk about it but uh we, we do some <laughs> stuff okay do it we, sing. Do we it. sing all right thank you guys we're gonna skip you you do some stuff as alan wake you explore the, the subway station you find some murder scenes you go to parliament tower you're like oh where's alice and this is the dark place she has pictures and you're all like this is very confusing so far you end up back in the studio and then we get to the best chapter of any video game ever we sing uh what what do we think guys about we sing live i was it was stunning i when it starts happening, it's like, yeah, like wake the musical. And I was like, okay. And I appreciated that, like, the combat comes a little later because mm-hmm. I stood there and just, like, watched. I just stood there and I watched for a little bit. I was like, this is fun. And then I'd walk a little bit to the next thing. And you just had, you have Sam Lake, like, doing the dances, too. And all it's all live action. You, it, you get the live action while you're the character, which was, like, mm-hmm. the ultimate clash of medias right there. And I just like that I got to sit there and just, like, experience it for as long as I wanted to until I progressed far enough through it where it's like, okay, we're going to throw a little combat in there. But I just thought the dancing was funny and how serious I am. Um, the name escapes me of who plays Alan Wake. But he he's just like so serious while Mr. Door is like having the show and Sam Lake's just having the show of his life. And I'm just sitting there like I am enjoying every second of this. And the music's really good. Oh, it was, it, I think it was a gem. And I was surprised to find that it was almost cut. What? Hmm. Yes, there was yeah. an article that Sam Lake said he had to fight for this to be in there. Go fight. Yeah, yeah. and now everyone realizes, we just let him do what he wants. Um, Mr. Door is played by, uh, what's his name? Uh, it, uh, it escapes me. Uh, you, you, I can, I'm going to do a quick Google. But, uh, yeah. I uh, I love so this section of the game, Liv, as well. Um, when it said we David sing. Hall. David Hale. Yes. yes. Yes, phenomenal. I think he's a he does a phenomenal job throughout this entire game. Um, 
But when we got into We Sing, I was like, okay, this is probably going to have some sort of like music. Like, am I going to, I thought I was going to the theater. Like, that's what I thought. Like, when, and in a sense, we kind of did. So, you, like, you start in the, you go to the TV and then just immediately bust. He's like, Alan Wakes wants to do a little something different tonight. And then bust into this musical number, which I've listened to about a hundred times since then because I think it's so catchy. Um, but I wanted to talk about the actual song. Uh, Sam, because I, I assume you've listened to it multiple times as well. The mm -hmm. song now, and this might be 2020, but listening to the lyrics, I was like, the song kind of gives away a lot of the plot of this game. A fair amount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, show me the, the champion of light. I'll show you the herald of darkness. I'm like, that is a direct reference on how Alan is, is Mr. Scratch. Like, he is the dark presence. Um, it's there, maybe looking back, uh, I kind of had that like idea that like, is this actually Alan in the real world? Especially as we continued through the his his chapters in the dark place, I was like, are we ever getting out of here? Like he's out. When does this happen? So I was like, is that Mister Scratch in the real world? But uh, we we sing, Sam. How how are we feeling about this monumental achievement? it's it's interesting like retrospectively i because i had heard that there was like a, a really impressive sequence i think is what mm -hmm. i heard um and i my brain obviously immediately went to ashtray maze and i was like well yep. you know it's probably along those lines i think inherently ashtray maze is more like visually impressive mm -hmm. um but the the genius, I think, of We Sing is that it fakes you out that it stops like three times. And every time that you think it stopped, it restarts in mm -hmm. some way that you just aren't even slightly expecting. When you go into the, the little janitor's side room and you go to, what was it, open the door or something, yeah. And then the, the thing just lifts up and he starts breaking out into like a cool jazz, like beat. speechless. Mm -hmm. I was just jaw on the floor, like the remedy of wizards. How did it's, it's magical. You know, what's um, more impressive to me is that Alan Wake is played by two different, like his voice is not the same person mm -hmm. that does his like body. So like the, yeah. the the guy doing all the like dancing and mouthing the words is not who's doing the voice. So I'm like, this is just absolutely phenomenal that you did it this well. Yeah, I think it's remedy in a nutshell, um, and it's why I think they are a incredibly underrated studio um, because. I don't know. I mean, we certainly haven't, but I don't know that any studio would have ever done anything like this ever. Um, and the fact that Remedy have now done it and multiple times technically with Astro Maze and it's been received so well, mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see not only what Remedy do next to try and top this, but to see what other studios learn from this in terms of interactive, whether it's multimedia live action or not, just throwing a curveball that takes everybody off guard and is unlike anything you've ever seen. It's fantastic. 
I think this is probably the chapter that like really hooked me, like sold me hard. Like I liked it until this point, but after this point, I was like, I love this game. I'm this in. is, yeah, I'm in. Let's go. Um, and it, it's good because I feel like counterpart to this chapter, we also got what I think is my favorite chapter for Saga um, over with with local girl where she goes to Watery. And then everyone's acting like, oh, you, you, welcome back. Like, you used to live here until your, your daughter drowned. And then she goes to Coffee World. And I love Coffee World, guys. I think that place is so much fun. Like, I, the, I don't know, something about the puzzles. That whole area. Like, that is my favorite saga bit of the game. Yeah. I think cool. my favorite saga part was the Valhalla nursing home level. Really? For me, okay. Because that was truly in my opinion her scariest chapter mm. like and the reason why i say that is when you have to turn the power back on in the basement i, I walked down there and it gave me the hotel basement the last of us vibes like i was like oh my mm. god what's, something's down here with me like it's not just us like i i, I walked so slow around every corner pointing that gun i was like oh, i got lost okay. in the basement <laughs> That's probably why i don't like it Ugh. i was like i don't know where to go um the Cynthia Weaver like jump scares got me every single time. Every single time. I didn't. I so the problem is I watched the Xbox uh, showcase they did before, right before the game came out, and that whole encounter was spoiled in the the thing they showed. Wow. Like so, I knew I was like, oh, this is the part where like I'm gonna kill that that woman and then put the record in. Like I just I knew what was I had assumed that was like an early game thing, but no, that was all that was all spoiled for me. So like none of that really felt as impactful for me. I don't think I've seen any of the promo stuff since. Good for you. Probably you, whatever the I, they showed something earlier this summer, but like yeah. I felt like they kept showing more. And mm -hmm. usually I'm like, I want to see it. I want to see it. But like, I had seen enough of this game where I was, I don't need to be influenced to buy it. I already pre-ordered it. Like I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we also have Alan and Casey get attacked by the cult. And then the FBC shows up the Fero, uh, federal Bureau of control. And I got to tell you, I popped off. I was like, yo, what's it like? Let's go. They're here. Like, I thought I, I should have known Jesse wasn't going to show up. But in my mind, I was like, there's a chance she could. You got one glimpse of her and that was it. And I, that felt like such a big tease. And I, so I wonder if yeah. she'll show up in the DLC for the Lake House, but also like she's the director of the entire bureau. So like she's a really busy woman. But you teased me with that little two second clip of her on the TV during Zane's film. And I, I was like, Jesse? I love you. Are you going to be here? Oh. Mm. Still waiting. Speaking about the FBC, I think something I really appreciate about this game is, you know, obviously it's an open secret that all these games are connected. It, it's very mm -hmm. clear that they are. Um, but I appreciate, like, when I first saw the FBC outpost at Cauldron Lake, I, I was expecting the crossover to get, like, nuts by the end mm -hmm. of it. You know, I was expecting, like, various objects of power to start coming in and Jesse and like huge agents, you know, huge army of agents flying into the lake, which is stupid. But I was like, oh, wow, they're going for it. I actually appreciate how reserved they were. Yeah. You know, like, like only showing Jesse in that flash for like a couple of seconds. Gotcha. And obviously we get like Estevez as an agent and whatnot, mm -hmm. but it still feels very 
subtle is the wrong word, but it feels very natural. They're not trying to shove the connections down our throats, um, which is it makes sense something for them to be there. Yeah, you know? which is something that I think a lot of other people might not have had the strength to do. I think they might have just thrown everything in the mixing pot and gone, everyone will have control. Let's just bring everything together in this game. But sounds like, no, we're going to pace it out, which is... It, it's almost like they're building up to like when when we finally get them on like on screen together, right? Like they want mm. it to be a moment. Yeah. That's how I felt. Um I also like that local girl chapter because we got Tor and uh, Odin, and I love them. They're so funny. They're great guys. Um, so room 665 is next. Alan goes to the Ocean View Hotel and meets Tom Zane. I like the puzzles in this one. I actually like the hotel is probably my f favorite puzzle chapter for Alan. Um, but then Tom's like blew my mind because I was just like, he was talked about so much in the first game. Like, I, I can't believe he's here. And now he's talking about, like, they worked together. They made a whole thing. And I'm like, what's going on? And he looks exactly like him, too. So They said that. And I was like, he looks. He must look bad without the beard then. Because I was like, I don't really. I'm not seeing it. Really? Yeah, I didn't see it. The beard, the beard hides a lot, I guess, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I had people telling me uh, Alan looked like Wish.com John Wick. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. I thought it looked good. Yeah. Uh, we talked about old gods. Saga goes to the Valhalla nursing home to see Odin and Tor. Tor gets brought into the overlap. Uh, Saga goes into the overlap and kills Cynthia. We already mentioned all that. Um, we learned some good backstory here, I think, because Odin and Thor, obviously, the whole time have been like Saga is their grand or grandchild, granddaughter, right? Um, we learned some about like their past. One of the one of them had a relationship with Cynthia, and they wrote a song, and you used that song to enter the overlap. Or um, it was it was some good stuff there. I like that backstory, the world building, and kind of at a certain point. And I think her mind palace has a whole thing about this, like what's real and what's not. Like, did she actually live here as a kid? Because at first I was like, oh, Alan wrote this, and like is just messing with. Like, none of that could have happened. Why wouldn't she remember living there? But now I'm like, I think she probably did live there. No, you're not convinced. I don't know either way. Like, I just, I don't think I have enough information. To it's so concretely. interesting. It's there's conflicting viewpoints because they say that like she lived there when her daughter drowned, but also I think Tor and Odin say that her mom left with her when she was a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think because she has, because Alan can't create stuff, he can modify it. So to make it a horror story, I think it's true that Saga lived there as a child when she was too young to remember it and then moved away. And because she had previously lived there, it could have made sense in an alternate scenario that she stayed there with a child and then they he used her as a plot device. So I think half of it is true. So, so just something that's crossed my mind. Mm hmm we're assuming that Alan, obviously Alan writes the stuff and then it comes true. Yeah. Zane looks like Alan. Mm -hmm. Scratch obviously looks like Alan because he technically mm -hmm. is Alan. Yep. <clears throat> if it's a spiral, right? So is there a possibility that all three of those people, Alan, Scratch, 
and Thomas Zane are actually just at different points of the spiral. And by that, I mean almost different dimensional iterations of Alan in the same way that there was an iteration of Saga that stayed in Watery and lost her daughter. And it's actually just different realities bleeding into one another that Alan is drawing inspiration from to write the plot of the the, the timeline that he's on mm. and is influencing it with potential ideas and narrative plot points that just so happen to actually happen in other realities. I think, I think for sure some of that is possible. The fact that like they all might be the same person existing at different points in the spiral makes a lot of sense to me. Um, the fact that he is a different name is the only where I'm like, maybe there is a, a multi-dimensional um, thing going on there. But we know Alan, like all of Alan's stories, we get revealed like his dreams were actually visions. Like he has some sort of like supernatural ability, kind of like what, what Saga is ultimately revealed to be like her, her profiling in the mental, like in the mind palace is, is more like she's kind of having some sort of telepath telepathic, like insight into them. Right. So like Alan, his dreams that he wrote all his stories about are things that actually happened. Like his mm. Alex Casey novels are things that Alex Casey actually like did at some point, or at least some version of Alex Casey did. Max Payne. Ma yes. Yes. Some version of Sam, Sam Lake. Um, he did those things. So like, I for sure think, think it's possible that like, and the fact that it's, man, this is like, because Tom Zane gets shot in the head, right? Like mm -hmm. coming up in, in as does in Alan, this, as does Alan, but like at a different point in the spiral, they're all just fine. But like you have to go to that certain spot in the spiral to find them dead. So like that doesn't take them out of existence everywhere else, though. And let's not forget when Saga used the clicker, she pulled Alan out of the dark place, but in the past. In the past, yep. So is there a potential where something happens in the future that we haven't experienced yet, where Alan is similarly pulled out of the dark place, but it's back in like the 70s when Zane was around and he and is Zane. So the time thing is, is trippy because Alan calls himself in the dark place and it's like, I'm you from the future. We get out, but we don't. But we never... You I don't have talk, calling him Tom. Yes, yes, uh. yes. Ashti calls him Tom, which I'm like, so at some point, Tom or has come into contact uh. with Ashti. And then my thing is like, we never see Alan call himself, right? So, like, that still has to happen. No, mm -hmm. unless I missed it. But like I'm pretty sure he never called himself. So no, like that no. that future Alan still has to make that phone call to the past Alan. Because he's in still the in the dark place. At the end he's the still game. in the dark place. Which I've seen a lot of debate. Like, do they get out of the dark place after she shoots him in the head? And in my mind, Saga and Casey are in the real world now, and Alan's still trapped in the dark place at the end of the game. They're all standing so. there, though. But they're yeah. all still standing there. So I'm inclined. 
say that. You, you think I they're all in the dark say, place? I, I don't. I'm not sure, but how I interpreted like being shot in the head and shooting it back up is like the light took the darkness out of Alan. Yeah, like, yeah, that's it, what's it's supposed taking, to. It's taking care of Scratch. Mm -hmm. like, I don't think Scratch is going to be like the influence like later. I think Scratch is officially like they got rid of the, the one of the menaces in this situation. And well, so this leads me because so like the whole game, the whole first game, the dark presence is basically a metaphor for writer's block, right? Like Alan, and then like the anger he has about like not being good enough or like letting down Alice. Like it's a whole thing that manifests as this dark presence, right? And that's kind of, you see that with Alice and the thing she says this one, like he has this rage inside him and it's like, we, we know Alan kind of has, uh, has some anger, has some dark side to him. So did that get rid of that? If not, what's stopping it from coming back? Like, if Alan, again, goes back to the spiral, like, just because it's gone now, it still exists in the past. So, like, can it ever really be gone for good? Can his, can his writer's block and his anger ever be completely gone? Or does he have some natural power, whatever they were calling him? I don't even remember, whatever that word, the, Pro oh, para-utilitarian. Oh, para para-utilitarian. Like, does that mean he basically has some innate power to, like, make the dark presence exist somewhere else outside of Bright Falls? Like, is Alan's life just ruined forever? <laughs> These are the things I think about, guys. Because <laughs> I want so Alan to have a good ending. I want Alan to be happy. So, so Casey is possessed by the dark presence in yes. the second part of the game towards the end. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it goes so back the, into the, Alan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. they suck. Yeah. They he takes it into him and then gets shot in the head. So the assumption is then that the, the light bullet was the, the kill. The light kills. Like, does it kill the dark presence or does it kill scratch well scratch is the dark presence well, i suppose he's a manifestation he's the ma yeah he's it. the man exactly he's the manifestation of it and without yeah. the dark presence the dark place should go away i hope mm. but i don't again if they're not out of that's why the ending is so frustrating to me because if they're not out of the dark place there's something else keeping the dark place alive, which then goes back to Alice being like, you need to write Ascension now. And Ascension to me sounds like right. You're, you're rising above something. So like is the next thing for him to somehow figure out like how to, how to cope, how to come to grips and like forever banish his, his demons essentially. Oh, isn't it yeah. just great? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I just I did just look up para utilitarian. And yeah. all that we all that we have is that they are individuals capable of wielding paranatural powers, usually by binding to objects of power. Which he, he had the clicker was his object of power. Yeah. So I I don't know what that means, what he's capable of, you know. It's 
what's going on? What's this game even about? You know, what else is it about? It's, it's, yeah, it's about uh, overcoming your demons um, and not um, letting them into, affect the real world, <laughs> I think. That's, that's kind of what I get. Like, or the overall is kind of what I get from it. But uh, mm. <laughs> yes, I mean, that's the ending. That's the ending of the game. There's some other stuff leading up to it. Like, right. you get that sweet rock opera at the lake where Saga has to fight off the the shadow monsters and then scratch. Um, that was surprisingly difficult for me. I it was. I it was. It no, it was. Okay. I because, played on easy, so I uh, was okay. Fair, fair. <laughs> I had to I had to drop it down because Scratch kept whooping me when I tried to move the lights. I'm like, you you don't get stunned long enough, and I'm running out of ammo here. Um, the Poets Club, where we we see Zane's film, which again is like it stars Alex Casey, which leads credibility to your theory. Like, is he just Alan from a different point because he's has the same characters, you know, but they like, they say they wrote together. So did he just take them from Alan? I want to know more about Zane. Um, but the poet cinema is my least favorite. I hate that place. That was the least fun I've had. I had in this game. I got so lost and confused. Yeah. The fact that you had to like go outside for part of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. I had no indication of like where to go. I actually, yep. I think I looked up like a YouTube video because I was, yeah, like, I had to look I'm, up- I'm running it's like go stand minutes. in the corner and then change the plot and you'll get us a, a door and I'm like what? Okay. Yeah, I found that chapter quite difficult. Um, Parliament Tower. We go again. We learn the scratch is Alan and he was haunting Alice, who I wrote unalived herself to be YouTube friendly, but as we discussed, not quite true. That we we learned that that wasn't the case. Uh, Alan gets back in the real world. Uh, finally talks to Estevez and then goes back to Bright Falls um, and is like, I'm, I know I just literally moments ago, like time to go back to the dark place, which I think big up Alan. You could have just said, I'm out like good luck. Like maybe in 13 years, someone will help you, but he didn't. He was like, I'm going back in. Yeah. Um, that plays him. And then we get Deerfrest celebrating the release of Alan Book's return or Alan Wake's book Return, which uh, there's one line in here that I really like for one of the NPCs, and it was I didn't understand a word of it, but I loved every minute. <laughs> I was like, Remedy is so on the nose; uh, they understand. And then uh, Come Home, I think, is probably one of the most influential chapters for Saga. She's trapped in her mind palace has to learn how to escape. Um, and then she talks to Alan and they devise that plan, the ending we've talked about numerous times. But I thought it was interesting having a whole chapter around the Mind Palace, especially because it wasn't like the other ones where it's like, oh, we have actual evidence. There was one where it's like, I'm a bad mother and it, you just kept clicking. <gasps> you let Logan drown over and over again. And I was like, am I doing is the I thought the game was glitched for a minute until I realized like every picture was getting darker. Mm-hmm. I thought that chapter was so well done and it also I felt like it showed how headstrong that Saga is in comparison to like I mean she's only been there for such a short time but she was so determined not to be like taken over and she's like I uh, she's I think she's just I don't want to say she's like smarter than Alan but like I felt like she's more self aware and her ability to just like get out of there which the whole mission was to open the door which I thought was so funny 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we'll touch on it a little bit, but do you think like a lot of people are saying that Mr. Door is Saga's? Yep, it's in my, it was in my it's in my notes, and I a hundred percent believe it. I yeah. think Mr. Door for sure is Saga's uh, missing father because like Tor and Odin said that like that's a door you don't want to open is a direct line from them. There's also like information about how a man in Bright Falls was struck by lightning and disappeared and her father disappeared one night. And uh, he has a standoff with Alan in one of the final chapters. Like he's upset that he brought his daughter into this horror story. I think it's pretty on the, not on the nose, but there's enough hints where I feel pretty confident that Mr. Dor is Saga's father. And what does that mean? You know? <laughs> I don't. He he also took Tim Breaker before getting the manuscript page about like the whole. It just seemed like he was trying. He's like, I'm a protector. Take it. And, and the get, getting Tim out, you know, blipping him away is the exact same that supposedly the dude struck by lightning did, mm-hmm. just disappeared. So. I don't know what it means. No, I think it's no, an interesting tidbit like i would love to get more information about that um i wanted i wanted one of the dlcs to be focused on tim break like i hope tim shows up again i really like the night springs one like let's just make him a heavy part of that please could you imagine if that dlc is just quantum break 2 just playing as him yeah (laughs) the entire time i want Quantum Break break 2 so bad oh here for it um anything uh, there's a question we got from from my brother kyle he said will you guys play quantum break and do you think the reason they say it's not connected is because they don't own the ip uh yep. lives already played it i haven't played it sam i don't know if you played it i have i barely remember okay. it. i do need to go back to it but mm. uh it's on my list to play now i'm gonna have to make time for it it's good it's fun and uh, you'll play like a chapter and then the live action uh, thing is you make a choice at the end of the chapter and then you watch like a half hour episode. <laughs> oh, mm. I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, a lot of people were like, oh, why are we doing this? But like, I, it's it's fun. I for sure think if Remedy owned the IP that they would somehow connect it. Absolutely. But they don't. So why would they bother? Um, it's the same. It's like the same way to... that. Sorry, Liv, go on. Oh, I was gonna. I was just gonna say that I've done like some reading about it, and Sam Lake said that like for games that like they don't necessarily own. Like, if you want to see it, you see it. But if you don't know, then you don't know. So like, he's not saying that it's there, but if you believe that it's there, it's a possibility that yeah, it's there. <laughs> I do. Yeah. In the same way that Alex Casey is basically Max Payne. Max Payne, but they don't own the rights yeah. to Max Payne. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, guys, that, I mean, that wraps up the story of Alan Wake 2. Um, if you followed along with any of that, I think that it's a complicated story, no doubt. There's a lot of intricacy to it. There's a lot of nuance, metaphors, and stuff. Clearly, we don't even understand, because uh, we're over here trying to put the plot together. But is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, we've gone through all my notes. If there's something major we missed... That you guys want to bring up let me know a question 
yeah i would pose to both of you um it's, it seems relatively throwaway but i'm i wonder if there's something more to it um in one of saga's later chapters um in the police station estevez says that saga is me being made like an honorary member of the S fbc mm -hmm. to be able to read the files in the prison cell right and that's yeah I initially took that as like, yep, you're just saying that so that she has like the authority to read the files. I wonder if in Control 2, Saga, because Saga is clearly incredibly important to this story going forward mm -hmm. as well, not just in this game. Do we think the Saga could actually be like a full on FBC agent in Control 2? Yes. I I like Saga. If we if we think about it logically, she says that she lives in Virginia and the FBC is in New York. So if she can convince her husband and mm. her child who have she has fictionally been divorced from, fictionally killed to uproot their life and move to New York, yes. But mm. after that, I feel like after if she saves both of them and then like endured like this whole crazy thing. If I were her, I would simply retire. But as a fan of the game, I would love to see more Saga Anderson. Me too. Me too. I would love to. I would love to see more saga. Um, why don't they just? Alan could just write. They moved to New York, right? Like in the, in the story. <laughs> um, I have a, one last thing, uh, and they say this a lot when they're devising their plan for the ending. Like it's a horror story. You have to have sacrifices, right? Like no, you can't save everyone. There has to be sacrifices. Is the sacrifice Alan? Because when he got shot, I was like, oh, he he gave his own life to end the horror story. But then we don't know if that's... A, he, obviously, he's alive. Um, but, like, do we think that other some other people were killed or are going to be killed as a result? Uh, like, how do they decide who to let live and who to die? Like, the criteria was Logan has to come back. But, like, part of me, for a minute there when we got that Alice scene at the end, I was like, did Alan write in that Alice did all this to convince, like, did he write her back to life? Was that his, was that his one thing that like he wanted? So like she gets Logan, he gets Alice back to life. And that was that like, it's all, I don't know if I'm being too crackpot here, but like, I want to know who's going to suffer as a result. If it's not Alan. I feel like it's a cop out if it's anyone other than Alan. Like he's just gonna, he. I mean, sure, he suffered for thirteen years, and then he's gonna bring in all these people and then ruin their lives, so he's like off the hook. I feel like it's going to impact him in some way, but if it's not him and it's not Alice, then he's gonna be stuck there. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that's that's interesting. I hadn't even considered that idea that because Alan is constantly trying to write a way to get himself out of the dark mm -hmm. place. And so did he that, write that would be Alice? Really interesting if he wrote Alice back into the story as mm -hmm. this ray of hope, this thing that could give him the willpower to finally get out. A sequel. If, if there's the idea that she's alive. Mm -hmm. um, but like in terms of like who, who, who dies enough, I think metaphorically at least, it's the idea that Alan gives himself back to the dark presence and dark. a dark place to hopefully let the others get out 
I do think, you know, not that I, I want it, but I think there is a possibility narratively that Remedy could go down the line of we see more Saga in the future, but Saga in order, I don't necessarily love this narrative, I'm just putting it out there, she has to give her own life to ensure that her daughter lives on. Um, and then maybe, maybe going down my other line of thought, maybe her daughter is then when she grows up becomes an agent of the FBC or something, mm. um, you know, and maybe it all comes back. It's, it's, it's a loop, not a spiral. It's a spiral, not a loop. The daughter then thinks in the same way that you're talking about Alan resurrecting Alice through writing Saga's daughter then tries to bring back her mother. It's cyclical. I don't know. I just want to know, like, because you can go deeper in the spiral, but can you go backwards in the spiral? Hmm. You might as well, because the future Alan's talking to Alan on the phone. Well, that's from his, that's from his future. That's his current though. Like can that future Alan go back to the point where let's say he killed Zane and like stop him like you know i just want to know like is it a one-way street or can you go back and change because like sagas would logan be able to enter the dark place go to a time period where saga was still alive and try to alter those events because like we're getting into time travel now through the dark place which seems like you know alan gets spit out a random spot but it isn't it isn't linear it it's there's a lot to think about this game, and I have Tor, no idea. Tor and Odin are also presumably still in the dark place. They well, went right? into the dark place at the end, and that's where like they went into and they we never come back out. Yeah, no, so no, but they have the power of rock and roll, so they're all good. Um, I think that is as much as we can possibly talk about Alan Wake Two, guys. Uh, if everyone, if anyone has got this far, let us know your thoughts. Let us know if you have any crackpot theories like we do, what you think of our theories. I uh, would love to talk to anyone that thinks they have a better understanding of this game. Uh, I think we can all agree it's a, it's a masterpiece and hopefully uh, gets the recognition it deserves uh, with some awards. But Sam, thanks for hanging out. Where can people find you, buddy? Anywhere and everywhere at Sam Heaney, H-E-A-N-E-Y. Uh, Liv, thank you so much. Hope you had fun. Can you please plug your stuff so people go check out your lovely content? Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate talking about Alan Wake 2. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, I'm Liv, uh, formerly of Between Two Gamers. Uh, we're on a hiatus. Don't really know oh. if that's coming coming out or not. But if uh, I've been writing over at Quit the Build with uh, some of our good friends, One yep. Hour, One Decision with mm -hmm. Chris and Tom. So if uh, you're looking for some writing, I have a I have some posts. I have reviewed Baldur's Gate 3, Stray Gods, and some other games. Alan Wake 2 is in the mix. But they're all spoiler-free, and it's over at Quit the Build. And if you like sports and video games, you can follow me at Twitter at obier10. O-B-E-Y-E-R and the number 10. Awesome, awesome. Everyone go check out that. Uh, you can find me at the Muffin Mon on X. It's a one and seven I O instead of an A. Follow us at Save Game Media over on uh, Twitter. And until next time, we'll see you. Goodbye. <laughs>